This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Elsie. <laughs> good morning. Good morning or good evening or good afternoon. Or good night. Or good night. How you or doing? Or maybe they're falling asleep with us. Um, I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. If they're falling asleep, they're going to miss a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> they're going to wake up and they're going to have like strange dreams about all kinds of... Dreams of <laughs> Facebook and Twitter about Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's going to be odd. Well, so how are you feeling today? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm. I am pretty good. I was very tired yesterday. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I had a full day yesterday. So when, by the time we got home, uh, I was very tired. Just couldn't even think. What did? Oh yeah, you had. Yeah, you had friends. You I had friends friend. yesterday here. Mm-hmm. We spent the whole day together, and it was an amazing time. I really, really enjoyed that. It feels like. You know, having conversations with a grown woman who understands what you do mm-hmm. is amazing, especially, you know what I mean? Because I know, I am, unlike what we do here. That's why I like talking to you. No, no, no. It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> well, no, that is not what I'm saying. I'm sure? saying in real life, like here oh. in, you know, people here when I'm doing my work and even when people go like, what are you doing? It looks like you're you're, you're always working or you're always writing. Like, what are you doing? And then for me to just turn around and go like, how do you say that in a couple of sentences? How do you say like what I do? Or it's like, well, I work, I podcast, I I run the large, <laughs> I run one of the largest, you know, g- communities for women podcasters out there. Like, what's a podcast? And it's not easy to say. Yeah, it's like it's very. It's weird to say. Yeah, and most people kind of go like, "Oh, that sounds fancy, kinda." Yeah. So, um, what do you? <laughs> You know, I could, I would actually get a better conversation with me just saying to somebody, oh, we have goats. And then somebody would go, oh, you have goats. We have goats. That's the kind, oh that's God. how it goes around. In Where you parts. live. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And so it's really hard to kind of sit down and then have a strategic, super, very smart conversation about the impact of online communications and and society and how we we have a voice and how we're impacting the world you know there's like nobody really gets that unless they're in it so it was lovely to be able to have that type of a conversation it's just great because she gets it and it's like i don't have to explain stuff (laughs) versus country rat and city rat to the locals yeah, and it's not even country rat and city rat. It's like it's Asheville. It's its own thing. You know, it's like with hippie added to the mix. It's not redneck. It's just it's hippie. It's really, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So there's and there's that element as well. I mean, you know, all the crazy things that I talk about, where you guys are like, I don't know what she's talking about, living with goats and like the composting <laughs> and all the stuff. Like it's everybody out here. It's everyone. So, yeah, I mean, even norm, even when you don't live in the boons, it's uh, 
it's not that easy. I mean, I have yeah. that same problem. Don't you, John? I guess not. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> my biggest problem is like right now I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get my windshield cleared because it's snowing out. I mean, no. None of that. No. You have none of that. No. Well, la di da. I know. Are you fancy? You fancy motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm proud of being fancy. I don't want hard. Or Yeah. The rest of us mm-hmm. have to deal with people that are like, I mean, people that I talk to know what a podcast is. Oh, wait sure, a minute, but- Missy. You live on Fast Food Alley in Delaware. I mean, you can throw a rock to like every fast food known know. to man. That doesn't mean people know it. I know, but there's a lot of old people here. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's not Florida. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I don't know. I get it. You know why I get it? I guess because my, it's mostly the people that I hang out with are my, are my in-laws. And my in-law doesn't exactly. You know what? I, 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 by the time I got home, it kind of hit me, you know, where I was like super tired. I just was exhausted. My brain couldn't even focus. Usually I'm not that tired when I get home. And I was like, and then I think I texted you. I was like, my God, am I an introvert? Because I'm yep. not, I'm not used to engaging with other humans at a, at a, at a high level for long periods of time. So I have a client that maybe even if, even if it's not real life, like I'm really invested in like, you know, for two hours, like we get on, on here together for a couple hours, but then I'm off, you know, right. And then there's stops in between where I can completely disconnect. And in real life, I don't really Mm. engage with somebody for long periods of time, almost ever really, other than my kids and my kids, obviously we're not, talking constantly the whole time so it's just really really draining and then randy was like well it's a muscle you have to work at it too and i just realized you're he's right i don't work that muscle at all i don't work the muscle of having to be um, no you don't honey i don't i don't and no, so I'm, don't. i was beat it was like i ran a marathon i was like oh my god i can't i can't yeah i don't even know yep. how to do it ah <laughs> so, man unbelievable it's true you are it's not even that you're an introvert it's that you're you're like de-socialized <laughs> you need to like re-socialize yourself <laughs> you're right i totally that's don't. what it is isn't it yeah it is and i mean this is and the weird you're thing like is the that- unabomber now <laughs> <laughs> please somebody send cover artist elsie as the unabomber <laughs> oh my god that would be amazing but no, but but it's right. And it's the w- other weird part is that, like, let's say I go into the office. Let's say I'm at, at Lipson and I'll go into the office and sit there. Well, that's what happens when you go into the office over there. It's you sit you you go sit at a desk mm-hmm. in front of your computer. It's like I'm doing exactly the same thing I'm doing now, but in an office with me and others and others at the same time. But no one is I've engaging. Done this, right. Yeah. But so you still have to say, excuse me nicely when you go to the bathroom and like, <laughs> you know, like smell yeah. other people's lunches and like, yeah, know, there's look all up and stuff. see other someone else's mustache and like study it for a minute. <laughs> like there's still, you know, it's like pheromonic. It's like pheromonic, pheromonal. <laughs> you know, you have to like be in the presence of others to like get used to like the smells and sounds. You're like a you're like a hippo being <laughs> b- released back into the wild. <laughs> The only reason I used hippos because I saw a video yesterday of baby Fiona at the Cincinnati oh. Zoo 
who um, was born six weeks premature and she was fed and she was loved and she was bathed and she learned to walk. And then she got re-released into the wild to be with her parents. That's you. That's you, Elsie. (laughs) You're the Fiona, the baby hippo. I'm I'm kind of a baby hippo, too. Oh. Because I do the same thing. I have okay. groceries delivered. I, you know, I, I work from here. So what? I, you know, I don't do. I don't go. I'm almost a. I'm a baby hippo too. In more ways <laughs> Listen, than one. I'm going to put this baby hippo um, video in the show notes. Okay, I'll put them in Trello, um, and so you can you can link to it. Okay, awesome. <laughs> okay, I'll put it up here with you know above the news so that you can see who you baby are hippo. and what you look yeah, like. No. Both of okay. yous. Both <laughs> of yous. It's adorable. She was born too early. It's three minutes long. Yeah, you're totally right. You to I am a baby re- hippo, hippo. What can we do to re-socialize you? Certainly not leave <laughs> Facebook. Pretty sure that's not going to help. Uh, are we going to go there now? I would like to. Well, why don't we go uh, uh, ahead and, and talk about news then? We should just move to the news. Unless, would you Wait. like, we have a little bit of something that we do have to talk about. And that is our sponsor. From um, Danny from Emerald City. Yes. First, let's hear his tip. This is Danny Osmond from Emerald City Pro. And he has this week, um, he has another editing and sound tip. Let's hear it. Tip three, get appropriate gear for your budget and experience. Then know how to use it. Take a few hours to get over that learning curve. Then once you have your gear, you need to set it up correctly. And once you have it set up correctly, do not update anything until you absolutely have to apple is going to want you to update your operating system all the time but if you have a setup that's working try not to update things i hope you don't run into the situation where two hours before an interview you try a test run of your setup and all of a sudden things aren't working because something in your system updated overnight and a top tip before you try to record an interview over skype or zoom or zencaster or any of the other voice over ip systems Go and reset your router or your modem or whatever, and then tell people that live in your house with you not to get on Netflix or other bandwidth hogging systems while you're doing your interview. Hey, it's Amy Robles from Thinking Riched. I just got to tell you about Danny Osmond. I'm the girl that always used to fight with the remote control, and now I've got my own podcast. I love it. People in the area around here are like, oh, you're the podcast girl. I love being called the podcast girl. And being able to see how my show has progressed and what I've learned and how I've been able to take the message from my heart, the message of what I'm learning and being able to share that with so many others around the globe is incredible. And Danny helped me. We spent about 15 minutes one-on-one just talking, figuring out a couple of little tweaks. And my sound went from, oh, new girl on the mic sound to this rich, professional, woofy mama voice. And I love it. When we hear it in the car, my little girl just says, ooh, mama. (laughs) I don't think there's any compliment better than that. He's someone that I trust and someone that I would listen to and learn from anytime. Aw, I love it. That's awesome. Woofy mama. She does have a woofy mama voice. I'll have to say she does. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you, Danny, for that tip. And I, you know, one of the reasons it's, he's so like keyed in on this stuff, I think that this this is something that a lot of uh, only audio geeks actually think about this. I haven't updated my OS for 
my computer. I don't even know what I'm running. I know that I'm de- definitely two OSs behind. What? Because I am two OSs behind because slow. of the. You better fix that, girl. Because of all uh, the audio stuff, primarily, oh be- generally, oh. because there are certain workflows that I have uh, that are outside of the general stuff, like ge- like uh, GarageBand. And usually, what happens with a new OS comes out is that the last types of software to update are is audio updates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, audio programs. That's true. And, and so I generally wait. So I wait a little bit. I wait like maybe three to four months before I update. Unfortunately, I hadn't been able to do it lately because I have to do it in Pittsburgh. It's a high, you know, there's a have to have wife, obviously Wi-Fi connection that I have access to for a long period of time. Upload, I mean, download speeds and whatnot so that this happens. Well, listen. But, bef- yeah. Hello? You guys um, hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. kind of cutting out. Oh. Maybe you should Sorry. have done that thing before- what Danny said, like reset your router. <laughs> Before, <laughs> before we get too far into Elsie's Wi-Fi, I just want to tell everyone that if they want to check out um, Danny's services, it's emeraldcitypro.com. And actually, if you go to emeraldcitypro.com forward slash checklist, he will give you a free podcasting audio checklist and you can sign up for a free sound assessment like what Amy was talking about so that he can check your levels and make you a woofy mama too. So emeraldcitypro.com forward slash checklist. Free checklist, free sound assessment. Um, but yeah, so I know you you don't like to update because of um, GarageBand, right? Well, no, because of Amadeus Pro and because of oh. other processes out there that I use as well. You know, be, again, because it's the it's the other ones. And also Skype. I've heard that Skype is kind of different and then I haven't really wanted to deal with that. And Oh, you're on the old I, Skype? Oh, my God. I'm in the old Skype because I just haven't wanted to update that. So it's just stuff like that where I, I don't really have exactly what he was talking about. One of those things where it's like you, you only have X amount of time and then you open up what you usually use. And then it's like, what happened? Where is it? What? Everything changed. And then you're freaking out. And so there's a lot of times where I want to allow myself that uh, freedom of not having to freak out when that happens. But then there's but the I other hand. Be, um, the other what? hand is like where uh, Google Stop Chrome working. has has an update and you're on the old Google Chrome and then you want to use something like the, you know, whether it's Cast or Zencast or something like that. And they've upgraded and then your Chrome is having a fist fight with the new Chrome. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. It, yeah. you have an issue there. A lot too. of times you can't use stuff if you don't update. That's why it makes me nervous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. Or sometimes, and, and, but it, but it's weird because you're right. Sometimes you can't use stuff unless you update. And then sometimes you can't use what you used to use when you update. So it's like, oh, sweet. Uh, so it's fuck or be fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. I'm using a lot of F words today. and I don't know why. Anyway, so shall we move into our Facebook conversation? Do you think? Oh boy! Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! So, um, you know, I posted it on my social media profiles, including my official Facebook page, which is at facebook.com/slash Escobar official, and an Instagram, right? And then I just said that I've been really considering, very, very seriously, like ex- doing a personal exodus out of facebook and mind you when i said personal is is meaning elsie the human elsie not necessarily elsie the person who does the job that involves me on facebook which is slightly different uh it's a different person it's a different sort of persona that i it's use not a different person the you're the same it's person a, it's you're the same human. person doing you're human elsie 
Well, yeah, it is human, Elsie. But what I'm saying is that there's different habits, right? So there's the habits that this is absolutely true. There are habits that I do as Elsie myself when I post onto Facebook and behaviors that I have as just Elsie versus the behaviors that I have as somebody who's running a social media uh, community on Facebook and somebody who is using, uh, you know, running or updating or whatever on she podcasts and things like that. Those are, even though it's the same me, there are, there are different behaviors. Like I don't do the same stuff as those two separate entities. And so one of the reasons, or actually the biggest is, is the, the, lack of privacy and the data leakage. And as I'm sure you guys have heard that there was a gigantic, there's a gigantic stuff happening with, with Facebook and breaches of trust and possibly uh, breakage of terms of service by a company called um, Cambridge Analytica, which what there's so much going on. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to attempt to, to say all this down, I'll put a couple of links in the show notes of perhaps maybe the, the most uh, encompassing articles that have come out about what this is and what it what it has been happening. And this has been happening since about, uh, I think, 2014 is when all of this data started to be um, grabbed. And it essentially is, you know, the, remember those those fun little quizzes that everybody loves to take? And sure. I love them. So whenever anybody takes those quizzes, your data is... Um, it's being filtered and it's like you're being profiled by, by by that data. But here's where it gets a little crazy. I learned about this quite a while ago. And that's one of the reasons I don't really like to take those quizzes. Once in a while, I really do. Like I've, I've taken a couple and I always feel really guilty at doing it, but I'm fully conscious. But here's the problem is that even when you take those quizzes, you are essentially saying like, opening the doors for everybody else who is also a friend of yours or somebody that is a friend of a friend, depending upon how you have set up a lot of the different privacy settings. So even if, let's say, I, Elsie, am really conscious of my privacy and I've done everything that I possibly can to set up my profile in this way, if there are certain loopholes within some of these extra apps out there that if a friend of mine decides to take these actions, then it's impacting me negatively. And I am having my data also being sucked into this profiling thing that's been happening for to, to basically just, it's just, it's mind. It's my, it's, it's, it's collusion to, to make you think things that aren't really real. It's just messed up. It's Let me all step stuff. in here. Let me what? step in here. Cause you're getting, you're losing the word part of this of this word scramble. I just wanted to explain a little more detail. So like basically you take a quiz and the quiz says, do you allow us to pull in your data and your friend's data? And by taking the quiz, somehow you've agreed to this. Then they have not just you. So in other words, let's say 25,000 people take the quiz. Now they have information on 50 million people. They t And this has already happened. So it's not hypothetical. They took the data of that 50 million people, uh, those 50 million people, and they gave it slash sold it to Cambridge Analytica, who then used those 50 million people to target advertising about Hillary Clinton and what a crook she was, whether it was true or not. So, so, and then Facebook got angry and they said, Hey, you have to, this is against our um, terms of service. You can't have this data. They should not have sold it to you. Prove to us that you've deleted it. 
They said, okay, they proved that they deleted it and they lied. They did not delete it. So the last two years, if you're one of those 50 million people, you've been in some way coerced to think different things because your feed has been altered and you've been pushed specific sponsored information that would alter your opinion about this or that you've been pushed fake news articles. I mean, I don't mean to use the, like the whole fake news thing, but you've been pushed, um, you know, certain stories to make you feel this way or that way about liberal politics, not conservative politics. So, um, yeah, so you basically Cambridge Analytica used that information to manipulate us. It's not something that Facebook warrants. It's not something that they want to happen. It's not something that is legal under their terms of service. You're not supposed to be able to do that. I know that they're of course, working on correcting it and trying to, you know, I think Zuckerberg's going to have to testify against a grand jury for how they got the data in the first place. And it's a whole to do. Um, so, I mean, no one likes the fact that that happened. No one's happy with the fact that that happened. My issue, in fact, I realized this morning, Elsie, when I was thinking about you exiting Facebook and what we would say about it this morning is like, I kind of feel like my issue with you leaving makes me sound like a an abusive boyfriend <laughs> because I'm just like, like, here, I want you to stay on Facebook because I'm like, this is how we met. We've built everything together here. How come you don't love me anymore? Like, it's very like, I won't abuse you anymore. You know, like Facebook is like an abusive. It, they are like an abusive boyfriend. Like they keep abusing and we keep coming back for more because it's too much of a hassle to do something different. That's the truth. It's too much of a hassle to just do Instagram, at least in my view, to just do Instagram, just do Twitter, just do um, LinkedIn, because the audience that we've cultivated, first of all, 9,000 women are in a Facebook group there. And if you ask them to move, they're definitely not all going to move. There's just no way they're all going to move. And I mean, maybe that's a good thing because we only want the women that are engaged anyway. And I'm sure not all 9,000 of them are engaged. But and that and that also brings no, but it's true. And then there's also the other aspects of it, which is what you're talking about, that we don't actually know if these are actually 9,000 women who are in this group, because there's a lot of these profiles that are bots. I've and vetted every single one. No, well, no, you didn't. You have not vetted 9,000 women because we didn't start vetting until way later. And these bots are crazy. And meaning that there's a lot of people who are in that or maybe not even people that are in that group that are not maybe not really human. Like they're just there. I mean, it's just it's really tough to get through that. And the trolls and the bots are very, very smart. And it seems really weird to be saying trolls and bots and especially bots because they are actually they're really good at being human and at instigating certain conversations. And we don't get much of that at all, actually, in our group, which is really great. But there is a possibility that some of this is sort of, again, like a spy inside of the group. There's a possibility that that's there. And one of the other things that I'm not really okay with, with, and you're right, that whole thing of Facebook being the, you know, it's like the the abuser. But um, is that they we won't do did, it anymore? Yeah, come back they, to us. We love we, you. <laughs> that's right. We found out, like they found out a couple of years. I mean, there's been they've known. Like I guess the problem that the, the issue now is how long have they known what they've known, and how long have they not taken action? And it seems like. 
what it looks like from the outside, from people who are reporting on this at this moment, is that the biggest choices that they made, which was in you know, suspending some people or like firing somebody else or, um, you know, kicking uh, Cambridge Analytica out of Facebook. Guess when that happened, dude? It literally happened like last week. Like I, I think three days, uh, actually last week is when this comes out. They did it like three days ago. And, and then when you think about that, you're like, three days ago is when they actually kicked them out. Yep. I know. So... So it's it's a years. little, you know what I mean? That like, there's so many. So anyway, and again, I'm not like the 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 thing is that it is a big, 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 big um sort of you can't avoid Facebook. It just is. And what my my thought process is: in what way could I start to expand into other places that will serve as something? that um, could in some way help me feel like I'm more in control with this too, right? Because the other thing, the other layer that's around this, let's even take what we're talking about now out of the equation, right? Um, We have some women in that group that are very passionate about what we do or uh, what you do or what I do, and they really want to know what we have to say. But Facebook has made it so that that doesn't really happen. So even if somebody wants to get our updates, like every single thing, like they totally are really into what we all have to say, they don't because the algorithm is set up in such a way to um, to not do that and for a variety of different reasons. And I understand the money reasons for Facebook and I understand about, you know, Facebook pages and and all of that stuff as well, meaning that you essentially pay to play, right? So if you want somebody to see you, you pay. I get that. But that also comes into play with other things too, Facebook groups with your profile and and they kind of, there is an algorithm that's around it. So even if somebody were to do that, they wouldn't be able to do it. They, they, you, they wouldn't access. It requires someone to make choices that are, that have agency so that I, when I go into Facebook, I do these actions all the time so that I can get the information that I want versus what the majority of people do, which is you open Facebook and you just let the barrage of information come at you and then you just kind of swim in the, the thing. You don't you you are incredibly passive. You do not make any choices. You just kind of have it all come out and you're like, oh look, oh neat. Oh so and so. Oh. And it's all about lean back. And what I'm looking for now are people who are leaning in. So if they really want to know what I have to say, then I'm going to tell you, you guys need to put me in my in the search results on Facebook or mark me as one of the first people that you want to see. And you can do that with pages, that you can see that. But even then, you still don't get to see the people you want to see. So what I do is I just have people in my search results and I go to search all the time. And when I go to search, I immediately see the people that I have recently searched and I go to their profile every single time. That's all I do. But it, and that's the only way that works. So that I could see what they posted. That's kind of the opposite of what we tell our clients to do, right? Like we tell them they have to be where their audience is or they don't get audience. And now you're saying, no, my audience has to come to me and they have to make special, they have to do special arrangements in order to find me and fuck them if they don't. 
Absolutely. And see, here's the thing. That's what the E-League, that's what the E-League is going to be around this time, too, because I do feel that it is important to have both. Meaning you do go where your audience is. And that's something that I've been, you know, you go with your audiences, you go where you want to be. And that's for me, this is what I teach. Where's your audience? Where do you want to be? Where's the middle? Like, where's the, where, where is it that those things clink, you know, mix together, right? But here's the other thing too. It's like there, we are going to, we are, got, we have gotten now to the place in our society where everyone, everyone is requiring something out of us. Um, no, no matter what it is, either it, whether it's your family or whether it's the news or whether it's your children or whatever, we have so many things to consume all the time. Everybody is creating lots of things, TV shows and movies and audiobooks and podcasts and blog posts and news items. We're all to the point where everything becomes so overwhelming. We must start to make choices that are based on the stuff that we want to do versus it's just being spoon fed to us. And those are the types of people that I hope to work with. So I feel that there's going to be a a point there where if you value your day-to-day life, where you're not feeling overwhelmed, where you're feeling like, you know, I want to learn about these things. I'm going to go out of my way to learn about these things. Those are the types of people that I want to have in my community. I don't want the status quo. And I also don't want people who are just going to sit back and be influenced by just something they randomly saw. What I'm going to be teaching in the E-League are some of these steps that you can take with your community, getting incredibly, incredibly focused. Plus, it is a place for testing. So what I've done in the past uh, three, I think now three separate sessions that we did for the E-League, I tested out three separate services. Every single time we do something, I try a new one because I'm like, let's see this. And I don't do it just because it's like, oh, Elsie is just going to go play and she's going to just go do that. It's because I am incredibly intrigued at what makes somebody step into a community and choose to engage. This is what we're all doing. We are all wanting people to step into, into a community. And I've been thinking about the process of how easy things are for people to use Facebook and for us to just go like, well, whatever, might as well. Everybody's already on there. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, sure. so I have a couple of questions. Please correct me if I'm wrong. So you're kind of saying that you want to be the Pied Piper of like Facebook. Like you want to be everywhere and gather a communication and then you want to play the flute and drag them away to somewhere else, you know, your people. All right. Yeah. And so, okay. So I get that. Now, the other thing is, what about the lurkers? Because there's a lot of people in, in Facebook that lurk that don't really feel comfortable about putting themselves out there, but really enjoy right. the conversation, really enjoy the information they're getting, but they're not, they're not lean at inners, they're lean outers. I mean, aren't we, aren't you kind of leaving them out? No, I think that there's a difference that when I'm talking about leaning in and leaning out, I'm not leaning in as in like, you have to comment on my stuff. Okay, so not engagement, but more. Yeah, no, it's not engagement. It's about actively seeking the information you want. Okay. Here's because I'm like that, John. I'm exactly like that. I don't particularly comment on almost anything unless it's almost directed at me or it it merits me commenting on something like that. It's a question that I can answer quickly and, or I don't want somebody to go down a really weird rabbit hole. But for the most part, I am like exactly like that. I love to read things. I like to see how people interact. I, I am informed. So I'm, I'm, I'm a total lurker, but I choose where I lurk. So 
that's how I've learned so many different things. I like to observe the way communities move and what makes people engage. And so some of the best places that I like to go is when I can just get the the information. And which is one of the reasons I really love RSS and and feed readers, because that's the way that I get the majority of my information is via specific blogs or places where information is disseminated. I subscribe via RSS feed and I get the information in a feed where I could just read the stuff. And then if something really interests me, I can go into that. Um, But I've chosen to sift that information. What I find that's the most challenging with something like Facebook is that we don't really, it's, it's designed so that when you go in there with a thought and go like, oh my gosh, I, I want to go to so-and-so page or so-and-so profile or so-and-so conversation on She Podcasts. I need to get this figured out or I need to comment or, you know, because you, you have to. I mean, this is something you want to do. And you go into Facebook and then as soon as I'm in there, I'm gone for 30 minutes and I don't know what happened. I'm like, oh, something popped in my feed and my, my brain just left. And then I leave Facebook and then I'm like, oh. I didn't answer that question, which is why I went in there in the first place. And this is what's like driving me nuts because it's like, I just want to get it done. I want to get it done and I want to get out. And I don't think that that's a healthy, I don't think that's healthy for any of us. Basically, it's what they're there for. They're there to draw you away that your, their audience is there or they're looking for, it's a, you know, it's the way marketers market. Uh, I think Gary Vee says marketers ruin everything. And I don't think, but, but you know, I don't think it's marketers though, John, it is the algorithm itself. And once you start or, or the way that it's designed, because as I've been um, doing some research on a variety of different places that people are going or new services or, you know, just to test stuff out, the design is sorely lacking on almost everything and anything. It's not easy to do all the things that Facebook does easily. Threaded conversations, the way that the feed kind of is laid out, the way that um, you can go from one thing to another thing. Um, we have, we sort of uh, are are looking now for features that are resemble Facebook in other different places because we are just used to them. So it is re- going to be really, really hard to break people out of that habit because the first thing that happens when you go somewhere else is you go like, oh, you can't do X like Facebook. Oh, you can't do this like Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're expecting that. Yeah. We, and and then when we don't get it, we give up because it's not the same. Uh, and but it's because we built these habits. I'm just intrigued by that confer- con- whole conversation, and I just don't want to be like you know throw my hands up in the air and just be like it's just the way it is. Just don't want to do that. That's well, all. it frustrates me because. You know, we wouldn't have even, it's true. We wouldn't have even met without Facebook. How can you turn your back have. on it? You're right. And it, but because, but, but that's a, that's because. I feel like you're human. turning your back on the entire community we've built and all the podcasters and every single Facebook group that you interact with or choose not to interact with. I mean, there's podcast movement group and there's PodFest group and you are involved in both those communities and answer questions. I won't be able to tag. I mean, I'll obviously have to be able to tag you on stuff because you'll be there for other reasons, but. I mean, what are you saying? Yeah. You're just not going to post your your memories anymore of when Hunter and Maymay were baby? <laughs> I know, isn't that? It's like the only thing I do. It's kind of the only thing you post. So. I know. Like, Sayonara, sweetie. <laughs> what are you saying exactly? Like, how exactly how well, is this going to impact me? Because if the answer is not at all, then what the hell are we bitching about? 
I know. Well, no, I'm just saying. Like right now, it really is about starting to set up and like because you you got all upset. You were like, "Well, you can't." And I'm like, "Listen, this isn't something I'm going to be like. Okay, I'm going to turn all this off Goodbye. and make it go yeah. away today. Yeah, it's not going to happen mm-hmm. like that. I am seeing this as 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 a moving away in time with more conscious behavior, and I recognize that it. Nece- I am sort of like it's my well, not sort of. It is my job to be present, right? It is my job. Isn't it? What I'm going to really do my best to um, not do is what I find has been detrimental to my life, really. And to really see it is the mindless scrolling that it is the habitual pattern of opening up the app simply because like there's no reason to do that where my life is essentially picked up by that, you know, where it's like, you just kind of like, it's exactly what I'm saying. I don't want to become that person where I do that habit where it does that because what it does is it dilutes my ability to serve my community. In all honesty, that really is what it is because I, again, going back to just the, the, the example I was saying before, it's like, if I see something, that really needs my attention. Like, let's say I get a notification on my phone over something and I read it really quickly and I'm like, oh yeah, this, this, I need to respond to this or I need to engage with this for sure. But I can't do it on my phone. So I I bring out my computer and my, my whole self is I'm going to respond. And then as soon as I open the damn thing, I forget why I am there. You see a shiny object and you follow it. Yeah. And okay. and then well, I don't want to. I mean, to. get a hold of yourself. Well, no, it's not that easy. It is. I mean, we, you know, it isn't that easy. Unfortunately, it's not that easy because sometimes it's not about the shiny object. Sometimes it's I open Facebook and all of a sudden I get a notification from Libsyn of some person who needs my help right now. Like they're complaining over something on the Libsyn page and I need to answer that. And then I'm in there and then I'm like, oh, because I see the pop up, right? Because the notifications, they come up and I'm like, and I can't not. To respond to that. It's really hard for me not to respond to that. So then I respond to that and I'm like, okay, we finished that up. We, I, I got a hold of the person or I said, you know, whatever needed to be said. And I, I've shared it with the support team. I've done all the things. Okay. Why was I here? Okay. Yeah, everybody does that. I do that yeah, 10 and, times a day. Right. And it's just, to me, I, I, that's not, it's not great. It's not great. It's not great for driving the conversation. It's not great for staying on topic. It's not great for your brain. It's it's training us to be like, ooh, 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 ooh. Like we sound like I sounded like monkeys. Yes. You know what she did? Well, hey, Elsie, welcome to ADD. Yeah. That's what you have now. Yeah. You have ADD. Ta-da! It's okay. I understand you're upset, but it'll be okay. It's not that bad. Jess and Ta-da. I have it. We're doing fine. Yeah. We are. <laughs> Yeah, what are you bitching about? Welcome to our life. Welcome to yeah. ADD. Great. Welcome to ADD. That's the so, title. That's the title of this episode. Welcome to ADD. Oh my God! Could you imagine? And we'll see. And I think that you're it's chatty like, at the weights. It's crazy because if you all right. So I don't know how you guys would. And it's so funny if you guys were here, like in my house. I'm not sure how you guys would like fare because we function. I assure there, you. There is no, there is nothing. It's like. I would have a Twitch by 12 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Because would, you try yeah. like yesterday. Okay. So here's what happened yesterday. I was. I'd be insane in 20 minutes. I was, um, I, I think I had to check a specific, again, going back to Facebook. I had to check a specific response 
that had come through the Libsyn page. And it was very important once I got home because I didn't really, I wasn't really on Facebook. So that was really awesome. And so I came home and I needed to catch up on a lot of stuff. There were a lot of notifications I needed to go to. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, and I literally had 30 minutes and I thought, oh, I can get all of this stuff done 30 minutes. No problem. I take out the damn phone and it's like 30 seconds to a minute and it still hadn't loaded the notifications just oh the, so God, that I could see them. I would have thrown it against the wall. And I'm sitting there like I was, I turned the phone on and off. I turned airplane on, on and off. I just wasn't getting any, I was getting no cell service. I would move. And I was going nuts. <laughs> I'd move. But what that's what you I'm saying. I would fire like, your ass. <laughs> I would fire. But it sucked. And so yeah. but I was just thinking like, Sometimes you just can't like all this. Stuff. In fact, in fact, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm firing you right now. As a matter of fact, you're fired. Elsie, get your shit and get out. I get a twitch when my internet dips down to like 80. Hey, you know, yeah. KMBPs per, per yeah, whatever right? it is. Like I have a hundred up and a hundred down. If I had your internet speed, I would find a tall building and leap off of it yeah it's it's pretty crazy and i guess that could be like i was thinking like this could be like somebody's detox for going through some of this stuff because you literally have to give up that is what happens in detox you have to give up all your things and have no access to the outside world you're in permanent rehab yeah i'm in permanent yeah that's what it is but uh, unfortunately i do get to like you know i go back into town and it's like oh yay thank god (laughs) so Permanent rehab. So, again, it's crazy. I, I got to go back to this thing. It's like, wouldn't it be nice to be in town all the time and say, oh, yay. I, I forget about the town itself, the service, the Internet service. It's yeah, that, crazy. I do feel like that is a, a pain sometimes. Absolutely. And then there's something to be said for the fact that the reason that I don't get this, too. And I know that you guys are going to be like, oh, my God. But is that the town of Lake Lure, which is the town that's very close to where we live, like literally next door. Um, we we're, we don't fall directly into Lake Lure, but Lake Lure, the township, has refused to have cell towers added because they want to keep it as pristine as possible. So one of the reasons that also, and this is something that Randy noticed too when grandma, you know, grandma and grandpa came, is that you tend to get very tired and you get to sleep very deeply here because you don't have all of the extra just stuff in the air that comes from tell towers and like Wi-Fi things and all over the place. So it's like actually detoxifying to the body where you're like, holy crap, I'm not getting all that input information anymore. I'm not getting all of that stuff. So you sort of like go back to neutral. And the first thing that happens is I am incredibly exhausted and I need to sleep. (laughs) Because because your body's been working at this, these crazy, in these crazy ways and you you don't even know it. So yeah, there is that, there is that aspect of it that we like. But it's kind of like you want the cake and eat it too. You want to have that, but you, you want to, but you also need the other. Yeah. You kind of want to turn it on. Yeah, correct. I mean, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that at all. It is frustrating. Sometimes I'm like, why? That's why every time we're going into town and like Jess is like texting me there, I know there's a point there where I'm not going to be able to answer her for like 15 minutes because we don't, because I'm not going to be able to continue this conversation that she just sent me a question and I'm not able to answer it. That 
feeling that I get the minute, like, let's say she sends me a specific question that I'm like, oh, yeah, I could really easily answer. And I can't because I will be disconnected for the past 15 minutes. And all I'm doing is sitting in the car (laughs) waiting for the (laughs) cellular service to come back. I think you got to go down to one of those town meetings and say, you know something? You know what they do up north? They take them cell towers and they dress them up like trees and they look like trees and nobody knows the difference. And we can all get a signal. Like it's the new millennium. It's a magic. It's a magic. It's a magic. So, okay. So it's kind of keeping in this Facebook thing. So what is this, you know, Facebook Patreon model business thing? Have you seen what that is? And and also, I have to say that in some of the communities that I'm a part of, people are like, let's move to Patreon. Um, And I'm not <laughs> quite sure why, what that looks like yet. And I think it's. It's primarily from people who have who are thought leaders that have a lot of a lot of thoughts and mm-hmm. and that are posting really long pieces with tons of text uh, that require a lot of time to think through essentially essays, but they're putting are them you talking on, about the article yeah they well, you didn't give any segue there all right. So, yeah, like, well, I just saw, well, it it said to filter Facebook rights manager monthly subscription thing. So it seems like this is to launch paid monthly subscriptions, new rights manager for creators. They're going to um, add into the creator app. Do you have Facebook creator app? I just downloaded it. Yes, I do. But I've never used it. Basically, you can make your videos kind of fancy when you're on it, but then also now it's going to do, um, it looks like it's going to do like special content just for, um, just for people who monthly subscribe through Facebook, which is something. Right. What do you and think so, of that? Yeah. So it's essentially, it is like that, that Patreon thing where it's like you do it and, but there's other models that I've done that. Like, um, is it Seamit or Steam it. There's a couple of them mm-hmm. that start with the letter S. There are these um, uh, in medium kind of like they're medium type places where you can write. You essentially write. It's for the, for the most part, it's writing uh, longer pieces, and you, the person who writes it, depending upon the community. Uh, gets a certain amount of money for their work because these are longer pieces of content and things like that. You can subscribe to that. Obviously, Patreon has that option where you can do text and videos and access and subscriptions and things like that, where you could do that too. I'm just, um, and, and obviously what Facebook is wanting to do is to keep people there, right? I mean, so basically what Facebook is saying is like, if you wanted to be in the She, the she Podcast secret group women's group that if you paid a dollar a month you could stay in there is that what they're saying where you would mm, no is, is that I what they're talking so. about because that's what i got I out it, of it where you would I think it's content i think isn't it just it's like is it content driven here i don't think it's i don't think it's group based there are people who are it's monetizing not group their groups. it's yeah. you it's you creating on your page or profile based. Yeah. So and you're so the one you're... that pays the money. Is that it? No. They pay the no, money. No, right. people have to pay to access the videos. So like I can do, let's say I start doing like a weekly, let me help you with your monetization problems. Right. I could um, do a 15 minute one and then on Fridays do an hour and a half and that one you have to pay five bucks a month for. Okay. 
All right. So I you see have access to it. Yeah. Yeah. So like with the, you know, I've been doing like the notes and goats thing for, you know, the, the Facebook group and which is really silly kind of tips that I have while I walk the goats with my girls. And I just talk about things about that have to do with podcasting and how they apply to you and subscribe, like random questions that we often get inside the group. So it would be something like that where I could possibly do, you know, notes and goats like in the wild like that. And then it could be like a serious notes and goats where I could just sit down and, you know, coach somebody or, or bring somebody on and have that be part of a something that people pay for that you mm. I'm assuming that you would be able to see it, meaning just at least the 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 thumbnail or something like that on the page and then be told, oh, you can't see this because you're not a subscriber. And then people would go, oh, I want to get access and then they will subscribe. So but there's other places that obviously do that sort of like Patreon or Twitch. It, you know, does that kind of thing as well. So I have a feeling they're just trying to keep people in because they're they're also sensing that people are leaving out. I also saw on another group somebody made a very interesting observation that they thought that Facebook was going to come after Patreon to see if they could purchase them because as you had seen late, you know, they went after WhatsApp, so they they bought that because they were getting really big and then they went after Instagram and they bought them. And so it feels like Facebook is very strategic in noticing where the people are going, the largest things that start to really pick up and the behavior of users. And then instead of creating something like this, because it's what they started to do here, then they'll just go buy it. They'll just go buy the company (laughs) and be done with it, you know, because they did. I mean, they wanted to do a lot of Instagram-like things. In fact, Facebook, I remember when they started to do Instagram-like things before they bought Instagram, and then they just went out and bought them. Yeah, the Facebook stories, the Facebook videos are the same thing as the Instagram stories. And it's funny, I really like Instagram stories, but I don't watch the Facebook stories. You know what? I hate both of them. Really? (laughs) (laughs) You know why? Because I feel like the stories... Less so on Facebook. I feel like the Instagram, well, I used to hate them more, but I feel like the Instagram stories, It's there's always an incentive. Like Instagram stories are people trying to get me to swipe up, read more, check this out. Don't forget. Like, I feel like they're all sales messages. That annoys me. It depends on who you follow. That's true I mean, too. Know, yeah. I don't. Because I, I, the ones that I follow, I really, I really like a lot of the stories that I get. And yeah, there there's of course people who are wanting you to do that for sure. But there's also a lot of people who it's just so fun to be able to get through um to get deeper into somebody's life. Uh I I really like uh, a, a lot of the 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 especially some of the women CEOs that I I I follow both of the ladies from Thinks. I don't know if you know the um those those two twins, they always love to wear these big gigantic hats and stuff and one of them had is the um, CEO and creator of Thinks, those panties that have the built-in period stuff in them. Hello. No, um, never seen that. And, I know. <laughs> They're like really, really cool. And mm. then her sister. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen that either. Her sister who started um, Daybreaker. Uh, and Daybreaker is, you know, those parties that people used to love to go to with the lights and like the, the those dance parties that used to show up at night. Raves. I don't even know how to raves. Yeah. So she created Daybreaker. And so Daybreaker is essentially a clean rave. So it's like for 
all of the exciting things that happen to you when you're dancing minus all the drugs. <laughs> and instead of doing it at night, they actually do it at 6 a.m. When the, when the lights come up. And so they have, usually they have yoga classes and DJs and things like that. And you have these incredible like dance parties just to get your blood going and to wake up in this really positive way. And she's done incredible with Daybreaker. She's, she's done them all over the, she travels all over the world and has Daybreak parties in these incredibly that sounds awesome, fun. exotic locations. But yeah, they start at 6am. So, and, uh, and then you do with the lights and all the stuff. I mean, it's really fun. It's, it's amazing, but okay. Um, but yeah, watching them go behind the scenes of places, they, um, they just visited, oh gosh, I forgot what this company was that they just went to. And then she walked through and she showed all of their vision, their vision statements and their values are all on the wall. Like they're like put up on the wall. So I was, I was really stoked to be able to see the behind the scenes of where she was in this company. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I want to do that. If I ever have a company that actually has an office. (laughs) That's really neat. <laughs> so, I don't see that happening, so, but okay. I know, whatever. Yeah, I know. I'm like, but still, it was like so neat. Okay, I okay. love that. I love the, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I really like Instagram stories. But getting back to like the Patreon stuff and and moving in an exodus out of Facebook, I think it really is just about, especially for podcasters, what are you comfortable with? And I think that that's really the bottom line. What are you comfortable with? So what, I think what you're having a nostalgic moment, because when we first all got on the interwebs, uh, everybody was mm-hmm. trying to bring everybody to their web page. Like you wanted to get yeah. them, you were blogging and you, come, yeah, on, yeah, come right. on over to my Everyone web page. Go to my website. Come over to my web page. Yep. I have a blog and a video and, and I have goats. And then, you know, <laughs> then Facebook came and we all went to Facebook and now we're all hanging out on Facebook and you're like, yeah, you know what? This isn't doing it for me anymore. Come on back over to my place. I got goats and things over here. And, you know, I want to drag How many times are you even on someone's website? Don't you Never. At this point, I mean, aren't you going there by accident? I only go to my own website to put my podcast episode on there. I never go back. I think, you know what, you're you're totally right, guys, because I am feeling that nostalgia. I am feeling that, like, thing. I'm like, I really, and you know, Jess, you are always about, like, Take people back to your website. You've always said that, and I've always because resisted. that's where you're selling something. Hey, sailor, so yes, come I on back to my that. website. I've resisted it. You know, like I totally was like, oh, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't. I hate that. Why? Why? There's always been this resistance, and now I'm actually totally starting to shift in that mind frame mindset too because i'm like i think what it is it's like i kind again it's all for me has all become about agency what is it that i want to do and i want to be have a a process in this and then i at first i thought like oh it's so annoying i don't want to go to somebody's website to find out more information that's so lame and you know and then all of a sudden i was like wait wait a minute I kind of do. I do want to have some website. (laughs) So I have changed. I have changed my my thought process. I'm still, you know, sifting through all of these different things. But they they really, this has made me have to change a lot. Now, how about we switch to our second sponsor of the episode, Podcast Movement? Because I feel that this kind of aligns with, with it too. Because we are looking towards building community and finding new ways to connect. And 
especially for those of us who are online and haven't had the opportunity to do something in this real life way where you actually connect with other humans and break the the uh, compulsion of of building community via online you won't know the power of of going to something like this you won't know how going to to an event like podcast movement can actually inspire you to break certain habits that you've been wanting to break for a long time or to find new ways of thinking that you really wouldn't have thought otherwise that's something that I feel showing up to a place like Podcast Movement can totally do is to be able to let go of expectations of what you think things are and actually experience them in your entire body versus just in your brain or in your eyes is the way that we primarily do this. So going to Podcast Movement, I think, can be transformational for a lot of different reasons and not only because it's got how many people over there that are going to be attending this year and teaching incredible things? Um, many, many, many different things. There's like over how many over 100 sessions um, that are going to be coming out. They had like they're right now starting to let people know who's going to be at Podcast Movement. They're going to be featuring podcast services and equipment providers. And, you know, so if you want a microphone or you want to test things out, or maybe you want to figure out where you want to host your podcast instead of asking in a group and having all these crazy, angry men... tell you like me what they think um you can actually go to the people's booths and ask them themselves um which is always a really nice thing so you can absolutely do something like that and you guys if you go over to podcastmovement.com and you use the code sheep so it's s-h-e-p uh, you can get fifty dollars off of any level of registration when you go in there. And I'm telling you, there's going to be some amazing things that are going to be going on in there. There's going to be communications or types of sessions that you haven't really seen before. The parties there are really great. And even if you feel overwhelmed by going to the sessions and you just want to sit maybe and have some coffee or maybe just sit somewhere in one of those places where you're going to get a chance to work or whatever, you can watch people watch and you can have really amazing conversations with other podcasters just like you you know why i want to go you know why i can't wait to go to this one because i'm getting me an elsie hug because we've never met in real part in real life oh my god you've never met we've never met so i'm gonna get me an elsie hug i love that yes i saw i love it are long enough to go around three of you so But there's so many people that I know that I consider friends that I've never met in real life. And And a ton of them are going to be there. Finally. Absolutely. Yes. So it's going to be fun. Finally. La la la. So we hope to see you there. We hope to see you there. So um, how about after this, we go to some tool tips because we do have to talk about this. We've had a lot of questions about this. Tool tips. Elsie's tool tips. So we had a lot of people ask us about this whole. Twi- There's another change, and this time has to do with Twitter. Oh my gosh! So Twitter <laughs> has stopped. <laughs> oh, it's not that big this of a is deal. actually well. It actually is for a lot of people. So Twitter has stopped uh. automation and the use of multiple accounts. Like that's like 
the key thing that has changed inside of the Twitter API, things that they are going to be looking at, things that they're not going to be supporting enough. Uh, Yeah, let me just, this is the the headline. accounts. Yeah, it says automation and the use of multiple accounts. And this is developed straight up from the blog.twitter.com developer uh, thing from Twitter. And it essentially, the reason that this was put forth is because there were, again, with the people doing nefarious things, because this is why these companies are doing this. This is called the John rule. I know. John has multiple Twitter accounts. I go to my Twitter accounts like a guy goes to a golf bag. Which Twitter account am I going to use for this shot? Do you really? I have 10, at least 10 Twitter accounts. Stop it. I do. But this is not, but but not for nefarious, but you're not trying to like, you know, destabilize a democracy. Not today. You're trying to piss people off. You're not trying. uh, You know, (laughs) the Twitter is the wild, wild west of social media. And there is a lot of more trolling on Twitter than I would say any other social platform out there. Yes, you are correct about that. There's, I think that there, you just see, I don't see that as much because I don't hang out there as much, but I do agree. I've seen some of the things that people put up there and you're always like, oh my God, give me a break. This is awful. But anyway, what they're really trying to, to, to stop is the same sort of thing that kind of happened with Cambridge Analytica, which over there, there was like all of this sifting through information and trying to make people do certain things. Same thing happened on Twitter. So on Twitter, there were multiple uh, Twitter accounts that were opened up to really bring forth uh, one specific message generally that had to do with uh, politics and hashtags that were driving things up for the purposes of just having it in people's feeds and getting more awareness and attention. And so there were, again, bots that were just putting the same Twitter up there, uh, update up by a multiple types of accounts all over the place. So Twitter has decided not to, to allow for that because the only way to do that is through usually a third party service that you could do at all that stuff and then have these, uh, these things go out and you essentially set it and forget it. And so what the Twitter has stopped is the ability for you to post the same, the same update to many accounts. And so the way that we use it for she podcasts is we have, the LC Twitter account, we have the Just Twitter account, and we have the She Podcasts Twitter account. Just for more, just for this purposes. And so we we tend to do is you know uh, when we publish our latest episode, we write you know a certain amount of updates and we load them inside of what we use is Edgar Meet Edgar, and you load them up all there, and then they go out generally at slightly different times, but it's the same mm-hmm. update to all three accounts. It is slightly different times because in Meet Edgar, we do it like every 20 minutes. Yeah. So it like goes out. Yeah. Yeah. And so now what you, you can't do that anymore. According to this, this update from Twitter, they don't want you to, to do that anymore. So essentially it's going to disable the ability for you within whatever service you're using, whether you're using Meet Edgar or whether you're using Hootsuite or whether you're using TweetDeck or whether you're using Buffer, you're not going to be able to write a tweet and then publish it in multiple Twitter accounts, the same tweet. You you are not going to be able to do that. 
So that's big news for a lot of people who are using this for uh, promotion, for engagement. All you have to do, though, the reason why it's not that big of a deal is because all you have to do is take all the tweets that you have in a queue and make one slight difference to them and then put them in a new queue for the other account. Now, for our past episodes, unfortunately, we have 500 tweets in there. So that's going to be a problem. But yeah. And also, but my the rest of the ones we rotate, you just copy them and change a hashtag or add a hashtag. Well, so here's one away. Here's what the Twitter developer blog says. So if you guys want, I mean, you could do what Jess is saying and then this is and then you can interpret this according to what you think. Okay. do not. And this is quote, 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 do not. Do not and do not allow your users to simultaneously post identical or substantially similar content to oh multiple Christ. accounts. And well, never mind. So, so depends on how you <laughs> say substantially similar. How you interpret that is up to you. Um, how do you interpret that? So, but uh, I think that substantially. I don't know. That's why I was like. I kind of didn't know if just switching a hashtag is well, enough. Well, so do you want to talk I through what know. we're going to do here? What are we going to do? Uh, so how are we going to do it? Are we going to have to write those tweets three times and just do like she, I, we kind of talk? Or should we each write our own tweets? Well, I was thinking that every, uh, yeah, because I, I thought every account, like for me, every account has its own voice kind of thing. And then you yeah, talked about exactly. something that actually worked really well. And I thought like, okay, if you want to do that, that actually worked sounded good to me was whatever solution you had around um it goes out in the she podcast twitter account and then you said Mm -hmm. you could use something else to have it retweet somewhere oh yes yes so what you can do is yeah so you can retweet yourself yes yes so what i thought we would do is you write the five tweets and then you can either use zapier or if this, then that. And every time she podcasts has a tweet um, and we could even says, you know, like even do a rule, like every time it tweets episode, like hashtag episode, it, you and I can automatically retweet that. And you can even set it up in Zapier to wait a half hour or an hour. So okay. when this tweet goes out, hashtag episode, retweet using Elsie's account plus 30 minutes. Retweet, use Jessica's account, plus 45 minutes. This is why I hate social and then, media. This is it's exactly, complicated, yeah. but I mean, it's it's complicated once it's all set up. It's only complicated to think it through. Then once you're done, you're all set. Right. And so, and actually they said that that's okay because once I, because I'm, I'm reading the bullet right. points. This is again from the direct, directly from the Twitter yeah, retweeting's uh, blog. Yeah, okay. So it says, yeah, it says, um, as an alternative to posting identical content, you can retweet content from one account from the other accounts you wish to share that post from. This should only be done from a small number of distinct accounts that you directly right. control. Please note right. so that we're only doing aggressive it from or two. high volume automated retweeting is not permitted under the automation rules and may be subject to enforcement action. So obviously, if we're not going to do that because that's, we don't even, yeah. So It's only two accounts. What do you mean we're not going to, yeah, we're only doing No, it. what I'm saying, yeah, bulk, it says bulk aggressive or very high volume is not us. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> right, so right, right. that's what I'm saying. So now, yeah, John, on the other hand, is a different. No, I, well, what I have most of the accounts or if I had a podcast or something like that, if I started a podcast, I always made a Twitter account for it. And some of those podcasts have faded. The accounts have not. That's all. Hmm. 
And also, still, I'm still mm-hmm. Coach Andy Reid on Twitter. who used to be the football coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. But then he went, was fired and went to Kansas City, and he just kind of sits there now. Hmm. Okay. It's a parody account. It was for making oh. jokes. Oh. Why can't you just make jokes as you? It was more funnier when it was from Andy Reid. I had the most engagement in Twitter with that account. It still has more followers than I have personally. Wow. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're both you personally. I know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, I'm, I want to just clear up something, too, because the other question that we had was about recycled content, right? Which is one of the reasons that we mm. use Meet Edgar, because it has this library of posts in the back. And this is directly from, and I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, you guys, to the Twitter stuff, as well as this Meet Edgar uh, blog post that I'm going to read a little bit about. Um, here so that we can kind of break this down because they really address this like head on with what that happens, right? So here's something that it says, quote, here's one behavior that may get you flagged for spamming from the Twitter rules. If you post duplicative or substantially similar content, replies or mentions over multiple accounts or multiple duplicate updates on one account, or create duplicate oh, or, no. or substantially similar accounts. Okay, really so now duplicate. So content. now take special note of that multiple multiple duplicate up- updates on one account part. This is all directly from the post. Quote, these is all quotes. And from Twitter's automation rules, you may not post duplicative or substantially similar tweets on one account or over multiple accounts you operate. Long story short, Whether you recycle your tweets across multiple Twitter accounts or on just one, it's officially against the rules. And Twitter is now enforcing those rules more strictly than ever. Moving forward, it means you should expect scheduling tools that have allowed for automated content recycling to no longer offer that service for Twitter accounts. Continuing to allow that service for Twitter wouldn't just encourage those tools users to perform TOS violating actions that would get their Twitter accounts suspended. It would also be in direct violation of Twitter's rules for scheduling tools themselves. So basically, it would be bad for everyone involved to even offer that option. How about that? You said all the things. Yeah, I said all the things. <laughs> so now. The reason that me and Jess are laughing is because we didn't hear a word of that. You Skyped okay, the whole thing. Not a word. Not a word. Okay, because my Skype. Okay, well, people, you guys it are going to. came back right when you ended, like a comedy routine. <laughs> okay. It's ridiculous. And Edgar, here's what they said. Quote, here at Meet Edgar, for example, we're building a brand new and super fast way to add tweets to your library of status updates so you can easily load up a bunch of content all at once. We'll get into the details when that new feature is ready to launch. So keep your eyes peeled. But so this is the challenging part. And I'm not, you know, oh, my gosh. So Meet Meet Edgar, the reason that we use it is for the recycling feature. That's why we use it. And they essentially said, we're going to remove that feature because the TOS goes against Mm. that. The end. And then what they said is. The end. They said oh, we're building a brand new and super fast way to address tweets to your library and status updates. So, to, so that didn't really answer the question that we have, which is, well, actually, it, I, no, I don't, because I'm like now, right now, I'm thinking like, why do we need Meet Edgar? Well, here's my thing: why do we need Twitter? Yeah. Okay, that's my. Why, do why, we don't, need why don't we just do this oh whole boycott thing where for 
for a whole weekend, we do an Elsie and we don't even go on Twitter at all. Everybody bands together and have Twitter crap themselves when everybody stops tweeting. I never go on Twitter. Why don't we do that for Facebook? I don't understand why you're saying this about Twitter and not Facebook. But we could do it if that's the problem, if that's the issue you know we're what? having. You know, again, remember, we're the product. If we go away, they we have no product. Think about what we do, though. So for the so we write like six tweets for one episode and then we post all six on live episode day at different times of the day. Then we recycle each one like once or twice because for that whole week we have little times in between there where it's like, okay, say tweet two went out at like 11 a.m. on Monday. It may not get rotated again until Wednesday at four and then it may not get rotated again until Sunday and then it's out of the rotation forever. I mean, and then it goes in past tweets, but it's changed to say this episode instead of this week's episode. So it's different. And then that goes into a queue of 500 tweets, which again, we only post like five of those a week. That might get rotated once every six months. So I don't think we're in as big of trouble as it sounds. If we were doing the same two tweets for the episode, then yeah, we'd be in trouble. But it's like we we spread it out so that it, they're different. They're highlighting different parts of the show, and yeah. But but the thing, is, the bottom line the is, it's not necessary. It's not that we're different. I mean, it doesn't. Obviously, we're not doing why this is being stopped. The bottom line is that it doesn't matter if we want to continue to do that. Meet Edgar is not going to allow you to do that. Twitter is not going to allow you to do that, whether it's through a service or whether it's a manual update. The end. Right, but I thought Unless, we were just going to retweet. So our thing is covered. Right. If we're going to retweet, absolutely. Yeah. But we just won't have the library of like the back catalog. It will have to be a more mindful thing where we would essentially have to spend all your time over there doing it. Yeah. We would no. have to just add them or. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that solution for back catalog catalog is is repetitive enough to to ding us. But Jess, what I'm saying is that it doesn't matter if it's repetitive enough to to ding us. Like, let's say let's say we continue to do that. We don't we can't use a service to do that. Is Edgar a web based service or is it an app? Yes. Web based. It's a web website. So they can take that away at any time. Well, yeah, yeah. And all of these they will. All of these are going to do it. Buffer is going to do it. And actually, TweetDeck, I think, is since it's owned by Twitter, it's already been updated. You cannot do that anymore. Well, that's it. I'm getting rid of five of my accounts. So it's done, <laughs> you know. But what I'm saying is, though, Jess, even if we do figure it out, we have to manually do this ourselves. There's not going to be a service that's going to do this for us in terms of the back catalog. I'm almost liking that because... People that have these services and are doing that, they clog up t- Twitter with all these tweets. You they never do. get to it. Absolutely. It so this almost might be better. Not I for think you it guys. Better for the user. It's not better for the marketer. Right. Yeah. Better for the user, not for the marketer. Hmm. Interesting. So, so no yeah. more back catalog. Even if we have 500 of them and we only cycle through. Yes, because they, it doesn't. Well, I mean, again, we can have them. But we would have to figure out a manual way to do that and pray that it's fine. Well, then we'll just get rid of the past content. I mean, if we can't do it, we can't do it. Yeah, we can just stop the queue. I mean, it's super. Yeah, just turn that you know, queue just off. Just turn yep. the queue off, and that's it. Um, and I think, and plus, I'm sure that they're going to be removing the capability to do that anyway. But still, 
I mean, we I know that you guys had a lot of questions for us around this, uh, especially with some because of these services like Edgar, at least for me, like now, what is it up? It's like I think it's 70 something dollars a month. I think that's for for people who are not uh, grandfathered in like I am. <laughs> they I, I think like the newest pricing for me, Edgar, is somewhere in the 70s. Oh, that's a lot of money. They must be crapping themselves. Oh. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Meet Edgar. Yes, all absolutely. Of Some of these services are all going, oh, well, see, Buffer, I don't think really, it's not that big of a deal with Buffer. Um, and you could still recycle these con- this content, Jess, in other places. So you can still recycle it on Facebook. You could still recycle it on LinkedIn. Like all of the other services, it's fine. It could still pick up that. It's just the Twitter. It's Twitter. The yeah. Twitter stuff. So, yeah. Mm. So you guys, we just, you know, tell us what you guys think. Tell us what your solutions might be around this, uh, especially for those of you who feel that. And I think that it is true. Um, supporting and our back catalog is something that is important as a marketer to be able to put some of that stuff out there. And it is a challenge. So it's going to really force us to have to come up with an easy way to be able to put that stuff out. Um, because there has been there had been automation in this process now where we kind of thought like it was set it and forget it. And now we've been asked to do something different uh, again. We're just going to have to figure out what works for us. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. Mm. So mm-mm. I know that we I, we are getting kind of long. I I feel with what we're doing long at in this the moment. Tooth. Long in the tooth. It's we've been going at it for quite a while now, like. Over an hour. And yeah. um, I don't feel we have enough time, guys, to cover what's happening with um, Android today to give it enough time to really talk through through this. And I think that it'll be okay because we can talk about it. We can start off next week to do it because I'm going to be doing an episode of the feed this weekend. And Rob is actually having a conversation with the Google guys. He's having a meeting with them so I can report back. And on that specifically to give you more specifics about that. What I will do, though, everybody, is that I'm going to put links in the show notes. So there is and the reason that I'm talking about uh, Android, just to give a really quick overview before we exit, is that there's a new functionality for those of you who have Androids. I, th- I think it's it's being um, uh, put out slowly because I'm not I'm I, since I don't own an Android device I'm not quite sure what the operating system is for this but if you have the Google app that would be just the plain old Google app if you are searching for something and you go to the search thingy majiggers and you search for somebody's podcast or you're searching for podcast about something or whatever when you start to get the results you'll have the opportunity to in the results feature you'll get the opportunity to listen to the last three episodes with a little play button already there. But the biggest thing is that now there's a subscribe button right there and you don't need an app for that. You actually just subscribe. You tap on the subscribe feature. And what it does is that it adds it to your home screen inside of a Google device. And I can't really talk specific about that because I don't own an Android of any kind. So I just... When I was reading this, this is what I understood. When you press subscribe, it actually pops it up inside of your um, uh, your like dashboard or whatever inside of your uh, phone. And then now, anytime a new episode comes in, it actually comes into a little like square. It kind of looks like a little app, but it's a little app for your show, kind of. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'll get more information later, but this could be a really huge, huge game changer for people that we talk. I talk about all the time. 
where they don't know what a podcast is. They don't know how to listen. They don't know any of that stuff. And if you just tell them, you know, search for She Podcasts and there it is. And you can listen to the latest show. And if you want to continue listening, you can just subscribe, tap a button and there you are without having to download a third um, app, a third person app or anything. So. Yay. There you are. Yay. There you are. Yay. So we'll talk more about that next week. Um, and uh, check Yay. it out, though. Maybe you can send us feedback about your experience with Android. That would be awesome. And then we can play it on the show yeah, next week. we don't have one. I don't think anyone on this don't... call has one. No. no, we don't have one. And you can send it over to feedback at shepodcast.com. Feedback at shepodcast.com. You can also post in the group <laughs> inside of facebook.com slash uh, groups slash she podcasts uh, or on the page unless you're a guy or you can post on the she podcast facebook page after we're you know facebook.com slash she podcast or tweet at us if you do make a little video or something like that that would be awesome um that's it and we uh hopefully look forward to you guys to yes touching base with you guys next week Woohoo! thank you so much for listening love awesome. you mean it bye Let's <laughs> go.